Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. Welcome to the CDM Podcast. I'm Ricky Pope. Like, share, and give us a review. It really does help others find our podcast. And now you can download the Contagious Disciple Making app from your favorite app store. Join us on the app where you can join our community of disciple makers and learn from our podcast, blogs, and videos that help you with practical skills for making disciples in your life and ministry. Your support allows us to create new content and help disciple makers just like you transform their communities with the gospel of the kingdom. And join us on Patreon. Those who give at least $5 a month will have access to premium podcast content not available anywhere else that dives even deeper into the challenges and tips for disciple making. Today, I'm joined on the show by Michael Garcia. We're both on staff with CDM, and uh, so you may see us or hear us from time to time, or you may see something we've written or produced. Uh, we're The other thing that we both have in common is that we are both introverts, and that's what we're going to talk about today what it's like to be an introvert and a disciple maker. Uh, Michael, glad to have you on the show with me today. Awesome. Great to see you, Ricky. Thanks so much for having me. Ah, man. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this idea. Uh, a lot of people have an idea of what an introvert is. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think a lot of people don't quite understand what introversion really means. Um, a lot of people will think in, an introvert is somebody who is super shy or, you know, doesn't want to be around people at all or is a homebody or, um, you know, I, I, any number of things that just, you know, they're, they're never going to step onto a stage and talk to a, bunch, a, a group of people or anything right. like that. But, but that's not really exactly what an introvert is. Right. It, Tell tell us tell the audience a little bit about what what uh, an introvert really is. Okay, sure. Yeah. So when I think of an introvert, I think of somebody who prefers who needs alone time in order to kind of recharge, maybe at the end of a day or something like that. Uh, being around people, while it may be something that they actually enjoy doing, is going to deplete their energy, and so they they will need at some point to get away to be by themselves. Absolutely. And uh, I, case in point, that is me. Mm -hmm. um, I was a worship pastor for 15 years. And uh, I don't even know, Michael, if, how much of this story you know. And I, I'm sure most of our least listeners have never heard this story. But uh, I was a worship pastor for 15 years. And so I would, I would walk up on stage with my guitar. I led a band. Uh, we, you know, we had a, I, for various times, I had a large choir of up to 50 people that I was leading, uh, you know, standing in front of a congregation of, a, you know, 100 or 200 people uh, leading worship alone or with a band or with a big choir, um, all these different things that I had done. And at the same time, I am the worship pastor, so I have to interact with the congregation. Well, <laughs> right. Um, I could be on, I could get there early in the morning and I could be on. And then about one right after lunch, I just crashed. 
And I just simply had to be alone and by myself for for several hours to recuperate from what I had done that morning. Um, and so your description of an introvert is is absolutely accurate. So uh, gotcha. but now there are some introverts who are super shy and are you know, skittish of being in front of groups of people. So I, I'm not going to say that's not part of it, but right. the, the real part of what really makes you an introvert is like you said, have needing time to recharge when you have been around a lot of people. Now, Definitely. um, when we talk about uh, disciple making, a lot of people might think that being an introvert might be something that makes being a disciple maker a little hard. Um, yeah. what do you think, um, what do you think some of the, uh, maybe some of the obstacles that, uh, that introverts might come across when they are trying to make disciples? I think for me, uh, like something that can be difficult sometimes is being willing to, uh, be generous, I guess, with, uh, your time and your energy when you're, you know, you're, you're aware that, <laughs> You only have a limited supply and there, you know, there's plenty of things that you'd like to do with your day. Um, and are you, uh, are you, you familiar know, like, with something called spoon theory? Spoon theory? No, this is the first time I've heard of it. Uh, spoon theory is this idea that uh, you wake up in the morning and you have a certain number of spoons and everything you do during the day takes a certain amount of emotional energy and that removes a spoon from your hand. And throughout the course of the day, you only have so many spoons. At some point in the day, you run out of spoons. Uh -huh. And uh, some people have more spoons and some people have less spoons. And so gotcha. that, what you're talking about fits right in with that idea that, uh, you, know, at, you know, making time, you know, to say, I'm, gonna, I'm going to expend this energy that I know I do have. I'm going yep. to focus it on this particular thing. So, so yeah. talk a little bit more about that and how that works in your life. Well, now that I know what spoon theory is, I mean, I can attest that I've been living in spoon, <laughs> I've been, like living spoon theory out in my day to day life. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly, I think I think a big thing is I know that if I'm around. So I work around a lot of people at work um, mm. and I know that throughout the day, like, you know, maybe at the beginning of the day, I'm more likely to be uh, kind of. Uh, energized, happy to be around people, but kind of like you said about your your worship story, like as you go throughout the day, you know, the energy is dwindling, and like the even some of the patience, you know, it's it, it can be easier to be a little impatient. Um, and so, I think being willing to, you know, kind of say, I know energy is running low, but I'm going to take the time to invest in continuing to build these relationships, have conversations, listen to people and kind of like keep asking questions. You know, by the end of the day, I feel like I don't want to ask anyone any questions because I don't want to have a conversation. <laughs> I just kind of, I'm like ready to be done for the day. But I remember, you know, um, I'm at the job that I have to uh, meet. There's lots of non-believers there. And so mm. meeting people who don't know Jesus and uh, continuing to build those relationships by asking them questions about themselves and kind of hearing how their weeks are going. Uh, I know that that's, that's the reason I'm there. So, um, awesome. I think that's one thing that's challenging, but also, uh, you know, it's something that I have to remind myself of. So I, I think what I'm hearing is you have to be intentional with the time you have. Definitely. Um, how do you decide 
how do you decide what you're going to be intentional about though? Like what are the most important things to be intentional about when you're thinking of, you know, disciple making is part of your life. It's not something you do. It's part of who you are. Um, how do you decide what things you're going to be intentional about? So I think with that, you know, you, you encounter all kinds of different people throughout your day. Um, mm-hmm. And the goal, I mean, something that we talk about in CDM all the time is building, re- like being willing to build relationships with all kinds of different people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we kind of have the conversation quadrants to kind of keep track, I guess, of where different relationships are at. So we've got casual, right. meaningful, spiritual and discovery. And I think when you know that you have a limited amount of energy, like you, you know yourself well enough, hopefully to be able to tell mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, at this certain point, I'm just, it's going to be harder to do what I know that I should do. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think one of the things that, that has kind of taught me is as much as it would be nice to be able to give all the different people that I know, like the same amount of energy and like invest fully into everybody. Mm-hmm. I think it's, something where you have to kind of prioritize, uh, you have to be willing to prioritize and kind of see who the people are that are interested in going deeper, uh, in relationship with you and getting to know you better and, um, have those deeper conversations. And, uh, I think prioritize investing in them, uh, mm. and not necessarily just kind of discounting anyone who's not there yet. Cause you know, they might be there at some point, mm-hmm. but, uh, being willing to say, okay, these people, may not be there yet. I'm going to focus on investing in the people who are here. Right. Absolutely. That's good stuff, man. Um, so when we think about disciple making, um, you know, there's, there's a kind of different kinds of what people have thought about, uh, you know, evangelism in the past, you know, there's, what some people call more traditional evangelism versus we do uh, discovery Bible studies. What do you think makes, you know, the, the disciple making process that we use at CDM and discovery Bible studies? Why do you think that's such a good fit for someone who's an introvert? Oh man. Uh, Well, I think a big part of it is just the pressure is kind of off of you, off of me to, know all of the perfect things to say. Um, How do you mean? Or like try it. So I don't know, you know, when I think of traditional evangelism, kind of the the term that you used is I think of, you know, maybe a a script that you use or a gospel presentation that you kind of have memorized that you Mm. kind of apply to just about anybody, you know, but what I really love about the way that contagious disciple making does it is you have, I mean, you have, we kind of mentioned it, the conversation quadrants, like you, it starts with just a conversation with somebody, uh, with the conversation quadrant, you know, you have like casual, meaningful, spiritual and discovery conversations. And, uh, it allows you to kind of progress the ra- relationship over time naturally, mm-hmm. instead of having to just, if it's somebody you've just met or it's somebody you've known for a while, just jumping right in and being like, Hey, here's Jesus. Uh, you need to accept him. Otherwise you're going to hell or, you know, anything else. A, a uh, friend of, of mine and her her take on meeting just about everyone she ever meets. One of her first questions is, "So do you know do you know Jesus?" <laughs> just, and how do how do people typically respond to that? Not not super well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people. I mean, people don't have the context nowadays a lot of the time to understand mm-hmm. even like who Jesus is, 
why he had to come, why he had to die, any of that. And so, you know, when we tell, when we just kind of have a presentation where we're telling people, hey, Jesus died for you or Jesus loves you, they might be, okay, that's nice, but who's Jesus? Like, what, what, is, what does that matter, you know? Um, and so as instead of, like, if you just kind of take the time to get to know people, understand where they're at by having these conversations, um, you start to learn the, like, kind of needs in their lives, the things that they're worried about, mm. their interests, their dreams, all of that. And then you're able to have, like, through prayer, by praying and asking God for opportunities, you start to see opportunities to share Bible stories that speak into those needs, those uh, places in their lives where they're open. Um, and that starts to kind of draw them to want to know who Jesus is for themselves and read the Bible for themselves. And I think that's, I think that's great. Um, because it kind of, it kind of takes the pressure off of me to sell something in the moment. I'm not a good salesman. And I know that <laughs> about myself. <laughs> and, and you don't have to be the Bible answer man. Right. That's, that's not the point of a discovery Bible study. You're, you're not there to answer the, the, the deep theological question. We're there to read the scripture. Uh, we're there to, to pray together, read the scripture and discover what God is saying to us through the scripture. That's part of what I really, really love about what we do with Discovery Bible Study. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, what do you talk to me about what it was like for you getting started with, you know, this process, the Discovery Bible Study process, um, as an introvert? Yeah. So I think kind of this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. I mean, you know, there's the growing up in church, there's always been the kind of call to share our faith with other people and to make disciples. I mean, it's, uh, you know, Jesus calls us to that in Matthew 28. And, you know, there's not really a there's no kind of distinction for people. It's not like, oh, well, if you have a seminary degree, then you can you do this. But if you don't, you're good. You're off the hook. It's all of us, extroverts, introverts, whatever. Exactly. And I kind of knew that growing up. But like, like we were talking about with that kind of traditional mindset of like, oh, I need to share my faith in a way that really kind of sells the Bible to them and makes them want to be a Christian. I'm like, I can't do that. And it was really intimidating. And, uh, you know, I think because I had that narrow mindset in my head of that's what it had to be, it led to a lot of kind of guilt and kind of shame because it was like, I'm too scared to do it. Um, and then that's when, uh, I got introduced to the Discovery Bible Study by um, a woman named Jolene, who I go to church with and my family goes to church with. And she kind of connected us with uh, CDM and the DBS and kind of walked us through it. And it just kind of changed everything because it wasn't me having to sell anything. It was, or teach, like I wasn't having to have all the Bible answers like you were talking about. It's just going through these questions that are, Anybody can ask questions, you know. Um, I just had to ask the, the questions that were laid out on the Discovery Bible Study and uh, let them read the Bible for themselves and let the Holy Spirit do His thing and show them what He wanted to show them and ask them if they would like to do it again sometime, you know. And it was so much different from what I had envisioned in my head. 
You've been listening to the CDM Podcast. I'm Ricky Pope. Please like, share, and give us a review. It really does help others find our podcast. And consider becoming a $5 a month supporter on Patreon to hear all of our premium content, including the second half of this podcast. Join us at patreon.com slash faithworks or click on the link in the description. Thanks for listening to the CDM Podcast. To hear part two, become a supporter on our Patreon page. If you're listening in the CDM app, you can click below or you can find the link in the description. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app.